Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Now, this was a story we covered yesterday on my show, which is hundreds of journalists, many from the top publications in America, yeah. writing an open letter to the media. And this is what part of uh, what they said in that letter. They said, we're renewing the call for journalists to tell the full truth without fear or favor, to use precise terms that are well-defined by international human rights organizations, including apartheid, ethnic cleansing, and genocide. Those are the words that they want the media to start using with regard to Israel. I had a debate with one of the I people. I was watching was, last night. All right, so which side do you want on I this? think this is largely coming from progressive writers, some of whom, yes, are journalists, but many of whom are other members of the media, not actually in newsrooms. To the extent that they are in newsrooms, they should push their standards and practices department to think about these issues. But really, yes, they should think about using the word genocide and ethnic cleansing? What I'm saying is it shouldn't be up to those individuals. It should be up to the institutions, right? At News Nation and elsewhere, there are leaders who think about these things really carefully. The those editors and bosses should decide, not individual writers. However, I do think it's important to, to express words matter, but words are not going to end this war. Choosing the words in these articles is not going to end the violence. So I'm most interested not in what writers in New York think, but what reporters on the ground there think. Yeah, but I, again, there, look, there are reporters in Gaza who are very upset uh, about what's happening. It doesn't change the reality that this is not a genocide. This is not an ethnic cleansing. And those words shouldn't be used in this context. You want to criticize Israel for civilian deaths? Fair. You want a fair debate to have. You want to talk about Netanyahu? Fair debate to have. When you start using words like genocide and ethnic cleansing, I would think that someone like Brian Stelter would be saying those words don't fit. Well, I'm not signing that petition. I'm saying those individual writers don't matter as much as what the institutions That's do. A cop out and I've That's seen... a cop out answer. I don't Stelter. think it is. But okay, try uh, me on another one. <laughs> All right. So let's go to. We're not going to get a straight answer out of Brian on that one. I get it. All right. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 18th of November, year of our Lord, 2023. Wasn't going to podcast till tomorrow, but the wife's not feeling well. So, uh, yeah, little Brian Seltzer to start us off. Kind of like, uh, yeah, couldn't admit that the media is garbage. But are we surprised in that? Our media is garbage but they'll never admit it so gonna do a few uh sound bites up front that drive me fucking crazy uh we had another insurrection because insurrections are okay if you're uh, a lefty uh there was even once in trudeau trudeau land up in canada or there's nasa in the putin uh gonna do a music review of a few things probably a couple tiktok reviews Found a tattoo artist. I'm too old to have crushes, but the, the Jesus 
This woman's beautiful. She's married, but she's just beautiful. Oh, my God. So I'll play a couple of hers because she's beautiful. A lot of tattoos. Something about that. I've never married a girl like that, but something about a girl covered in tattoos that are tasteful, it's hot. It's freaking hot. I'm sorry, it's hot. I know mold makes people vomit in their mouth, but it's hot. Okay, um, so I don't want to cover a bunch of the Palestinians. I'm so sick of talking about it. This is fucking horrible. This is Gail King with the father. Israeli hostage. Palestinians are innocent too. This is what she says to him. This, this, I would have punched her in the face. The, the greatest movement towards peace that Israel ever did was we pulled out of Gaza and it, it got us nothing. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palestine, Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying, and no one seems to be able to say enough, stop that. <sighs> I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, my only concern is getting Emily back. Whatever that takes to get her back. Well, thank you for being here, Thomas, for keeping her her name in, in our minds and, and the attention focused as it should be on their release. I, I can't imagine what you're going through. I, I can barely talk to you because I think about my own daughter and I think about... No, it's, it's, it's a living nightmare. Hell. Hell on earth. Are you sleeping? How are you, how are you standing and walking and communicating with us? Uh, I have a couple of pints of beer before I go to bed. And, uh, yeah, I sleep. I don't eat much. Yeah, I... No. I'm not, I'm not tolerating that. They took my baby. I'm going to be angry. And By the way, I got an email about the beanie. Um, no, I'm not trying to look young. I can't look young. It's te- it's fucking completely impossible the moment you start graying. And I started graying in my 30s. Yeah, I was about 30, 34. First combat action, I came out with some gray. I don't know why. They say it's normal. But then I got really gray. I'm almost Santa gray now, which is bad. But I'm not going to adjust for men because I'm a guy. Supposed to get gray. Supposed to get wrinkly. We're supposed to get old. We don't do collagen. No. Men don't do that. You go bald, you just suck it the fuck up. And I'm doing enough to improve my appearance by just going to the gym. Which, by the way, I went and did a leg workout. I was going to do upper body today, but she... We were supposed to go and she changed her mind. So, of course, I just did a five-mile walk and came home and... Wish I would have gone to the gym, but... 16 cents of legs. Now, granted, it's lightweight, high rep. I thought for sure I was going to wake up and just be in the hurt locker. And I tell you what, if you walk 1,700 miles in a year, yeah, your legs are in pretty good shape. I didn't feel anything, like nothing. So I'm going to up all the weight until I feel something. And uh, it's 
start getting in shape. But I noticed my knee just off of one stupid workout felt a little better because I did leg extensions. I, I got to get that knee straightened up. It's my left knee is really not it's not happy. So anyway, that's the one email I got this week. It's not me being young. I'm cold. I'm always cold. Ever since I got sick, I'm just cold all the time. And this is a hundred dollar beanie that I got for 15 bucks. And I love it. It's an Arcteryx. Because I'm sick and unemployed, I don't have money to buy Arcteryx. And I really wish I would have bought more Arcteryx gear. I love everything they make. I've always had a Arcteryx thing when I was in that market and selling that shit. I'd always think about their gear. It was just so good. You can get a light like polypro top and wear it in 20 degrees and you're fine. I mean, they're just the top of the line. It makes Patagonia look like crap. It makes all that other shit look like crap. Arcteryx is the top of the line. So I got an email from a military supply company that's no longer owned by the military supply company. They're owned by Gauls. I guess Gauls put them out of business too. And um, they somehow had this on sale for seven, it was $17.83. And it's a $93 beanie. So I bought that shit. And I wear it now. And I feel better. I'm not cold. I'm not wearing long sleeve shirts and sweats in the house and three pairs of socks and all the shit I've been doing since I got sick because I can't regulate my core temperature. I just get really, really cold all the time. I literally can wear this beanie and now go do a walk like today where it's 41 degrees. And I used to wear a winter coat, a hat, sweats, three pairs of socks, cold weather boots. I ain't lying to you. I look like an idiot out there, but I just could not regulate my heat. I would not sweat even after five miles. And I'm stepping. I'm not like walking. It's not grandpa walks. It's a workout. But now I just wear this and I'm comfortable. So that's why I'm wearing it. You cannot polish a turd. A turd is a turd. Just be a turd. That's the way I look at it. Anyway, with Thanksgiving coming up, you know, um, it's a short soundbite. This is CBS. Well, Thanksgiving is just over a week away, and there's plenty to be thankful for when it comes to your budget. In tonight's Money Watch, CBS's Jolene Kent explains that while overall prices are lower, many Turkey Day classics have gotten a lot more expensive, and it starts on the farm. Okay, because I can eat this year, um, turkey is surprisingly the only protein that whatever COVID gave me doesn't make me want to vomit. Once again, can't eat beef, can't eat pork. My wife did a dump soup with vegetables and just a little bit of pork loin in it. Couldn't eat it. Just got sick, didn't like it. Chicken. Yeah, just some days I can eat chicken, some days I cannot eat chicken. I haven't tried anything else. I miss lamb because I love lamb. I can't eat lamb. I just, I know I cooked it for my son once. The smell made me want to vomit turkey I can eat. I don't know why. It's probably lower in fat, I think, than chicken. And fish. Like, I can eat shrimp, things like that. For some reason, it doesn't bother me. We did buy a turkey. And I'll tell you what, the turkey we got this year was the turkey we got in 2021. 
In 2021, a 20-pound turkey cost you about 19 bucks. In 2023, a 20-pound turkey costs you about 27 bucks. Just, just the way they coddle this administration. You heard the way she phrased it. With inflation coming down, some things are still expensive. Where is inflation coming down? I don't care what you're buying. It still costs more. You can't blame it on COVID. You can't blame it on any other thing than the administration because that's what you would do if it was a Republican. And once again, if you stumble across this damn show, I'm not a Republican. I'm not mega. I don't like either party. I don't like any politician. I've never been for him, with her, upside down, build back better, make America great. Don't change the horse. I heard a bunch of different logos in my life because I'm 50 fucking six and every goddamn politician is a piece of garbage. They never fucking come up with any things they tell you they're going to do. Both parties have been for and against everything in my life and both parties have completely been fascist. In my youth, it was the right telling us how to fuck, what God to believe in, what to eat, how to drive, da-da-da-da-da. Now it's the left telling you how to fuck, what to fuck, why aren't you fucking with the trans stuff? I mean, just... Bill Maher put it right. They are the people with the tiki torch now. We've just swapped from 16 to now. It is swapped. We got another insurrection for fuck's sake. Um, We don't call it that. It's like peaceful protest. But I digress. You have to cover it the same. If you're really journalists, you have to cover it the same. But they don't. They're for one party and it's so goddamn frustrating. So, here are some sound bites that I guess got them upset. It's a true statement by Biden, but right now, the way Biden acts, he's pretty fucking dictatorly, too. I mean, they're both garbage. All he does is disparage other people that don't agree with him. He's called us Bull Connor, this, that, and the other thing, gun owners, murderers. I mean, Jesus Christ. What hasn't he disparaged? He is Trump. He's just older, and you like him. So I guess he gets away with it. It's kind of bizarre. but And then how Z was received in Cali. They know this guy's like doing a genocide on the people over there, right? Today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is the guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on the government totally different than ours. Okay, I had a breakdown in my equipment, and I'm re-recording this section. Um, once again, I want them to make sure that, or I want everybody to make sure that they, we all remember that he is killing the Uyghurs. So I don't know why, in the name of hell, we would be 
making a big deal for Z. Z is a piece of shit. Um, anyway, you cut it, he's a piece of shit. Um, I, I, wow. If Trump under Putin did this, I mean, just think about it. Think about it, man. I mean, I hate doing that. Almost everything on this show, I'm constantly saying, um, think about this. You know, what, what, what would happen if the other side did this? How would they act? Um, I don't think it'd go good. So I think that was the gist of what I said because literally I went to do an edit and it started on the wrong thing for the next video. And so it was blank air because every once in a while this program just... Um, I'm using OBS and it just dumps my mic. I don't know why. Some about external hard drives. All my stuff is on external hard drive. After getting struck by lightning twice, you usually find that you need a hard drive, a cloud, and a hard drive to keep all your shit from going away. And uh, yeah, I, whenever time I use a hard drive, because the wife needed a picture, so I stopped recording and pulled it off the hard drive where all the pictures are. Um, it just dumps the mic, and then I started recording like an idiot. So anyway, our next soundbite is going to be, um, well, let's cover this real quick since it's up here. Uh, this was an eternal audit of the um, Army or the Department of Defense, and they can't, there's three classifications. One of them is we can't even make an opinion because you didn't give us enough stuff to account for all the money that you have and assets. And I once again proffer, what the fuck, Chuck? Do you think that could fly with the Republican? I don't think it'll fly. I don't want to play a bunch of, um, you know, Palestinian stuff. I I'm kind of sick of the Palestinian stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play a bad soundbite. And uh, this soundbite, um, this is CNN. And, of course, CNN literally is fucking just doing Hamas's bidding. Evident in the As we know, the IDF, the Israeli military, says it is targeting Hamas infrastructure. It believes and it says it has gathered evidence of a Hamas command center beneath the El Shifa hostel. But again, this has been denied by Hamas. The military presence has been denied and rejected by doctors on the ground inside El Shifa. I think what got a lot of people's attention is that word potentially um, the tunnels under the hospital, which Israel has again and again said that they exist somewhere in that complex. Uh, we've also heard from another spokesperson who said the hospital, they went in in part because of hostages. And then another spokesman said, no, that's not why they went in. So are you a little bit concerned about the differing stories that are coming out? Obviously, they're in the middle uh, of an operation, which gets very complicated. But are you, do you have any concerns about the different stories that you're hearing from the IDF? Well, first of all, U.S. intelligence has also confirmed that they believe that there is a Hamas uh, infrastructure uh, below that hospital. So it's not just the Israelis. Uh, you know, with that said, look, I'm deeply worried about civilians that are in the hospital that Hamas wouldn't let leave. And obviously I'm worried about, you know, these unborn babies needing the, the medical uh, tools, incubators, things that they need. I know the Israeli government is trying to send those things and try to get them at, out of that hospital. But we got to stop listening to Hamas. 
Why are we listening to Hamas propaganda look, look, that they wait, continue this, to wait, put but out? This wasn't, Hama, this wasn't Hamas. This was just a differing of some of the no, no, um, no, IDF we, 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 military. We no, but we mentioned, that, we mentioned that Hamas denies that they have an infrastructure below the hospital. Why are we listening to them? What, do you think they're going to come out and say, yeah, our infrastructure is below the hospital? I mean, the Israelis wouldn't be there, right? There wouldn't be all this focus on the hospital if they didn't have evidence that they're looking for, if they didn't have access to tunnels, if they didn't have the technology to see below. They're there for a reason. That's why there's a continued focus on the hospital. This idea that Israel's just picking, picking on a hospital, trying to hurt people, is the, is the Hamas propaganda that they want. Hamas could have let those people leave weeks ago, right? They could have let them leave, but they held them at gunpoint because what Hamas wants is Hamas wants to use the Palestinians, the innocent Palestinians, as propaganda. They want them to die, and then they want to put those images all over. That's uncool. That's just uncool, man. I just don't, um, I don't understand why. I, I know it's really important for these, for liberals, you know, you, you guys stay on point. If there's something that I really admire about the Democratic Party, um, because there's not a whole lot I, I love with them because they are now just seriously kind of fascist, you know? It's, it's, you can't have a conversation, you can't, you just, everything with progressives is off a script. Um, you know, I, I've been, like I've been saying, and it's probably getting fucking annoying, um, been saying a lot about, uh, Ben Shapiro. Been watching a lot of Shapiro. And my God in heaven, every time somebody gets up to a mic to fuck with him, um, ooh, it's a script, man. It's a 100% script. They're just reading off what they're told to say. And simultaneously, they're saying stuff like, the other side's a cult. And I got to say, as a person in the middle, if you can't form your own stuff, like you just repeat what you're told to say, I'm here to tell you, you're probably in a cult. You know, not an expert. But I did sleep in a Holiday Inn Express a lot. In fact, I had a lot of points, and then they dumped my points, which broke my heart because I was going to take uh, my better half to uh, Pensacola Beach in April for free 99 And, yeah, that got kinked because everything is gone. Um, I've lost all the points, which really kind of sucked. But anyway... Next one is another one of my pet peeves because we're you notice we've got the uh, soapbox, got my soapbox out today. Things that make me go what the fuck. Since Obama, we've had a lot of this. A, hey, uh, it's not my fault. I'm not responsible for anything. It's everybody else's fault. Point finger, point finger, point finger. And you know, I hate that. Um. Yeah, I'm bitter. I lost my job because a girl I didn't even want to hire and my boss wanted to hire 
got pissed off because you got canceled because you left the fucking front door open. Twice. And then she tried to take me out. And she did. Because I just quit. As I've said over the months, it was probably the right thing. I was so sick, I couldn't work. I couldn't think. I I was probably a dick. I probably treated everybody like shit because I was miserably ill. Unlike just being ill now where I can't really eat a lot. So I own some stuff. I own that I'm where I'm at right now because life sucks sometimes and this is where you end up. It's a bummer. But nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. It used to just be them, othering, coveting, those people, white people, this person, that person, rich people, the 1%, blah, 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 Coke brothers. But now we have this trans thing. And I got to say, sometimes I just wonder if it's a get out of jail free card as portrayed in this traffic stop. This is a drunk driver like suspect who apparently drove against the flow of traffic. And then after she got pulled over, she started pulling out the non-binary card, the racism card, the mentally ill card. And we'll do a little bit of a live reaction to it. What's going on? Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way of traffic? No, I just got changed around. I just moved here like two months ago. Okay. I just got changed around. Okay. Do you understand what's going on though? Yes. You're going in oncoming yes. traffic. I know. And I just decided that it was better just to turn around really f- Okay. So far, it just sounds like a girl who made a dumb mistake driving. Please enter all of the women can't drive jokes right now. She just seems a little frazzled saying like, yeah, she knows what she was doing. She tried to turn around. I just have like really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't want to step out whenever you're asking for stuff. Okay. Well, we're past that. Just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. That's it. She never finishes that sentence. She just says, as an indigenous person. Like, was the cop supposed to know what that what that meant and be like, oh, you're right. You, you know, as an indigenous person, you should not be scrutinized for driving into oncoming traffic. It's only because you're indigenous why this is okay. I'm sorry for harming you. Miss Perry? Am I... Well, I'm non-binary, so... Okay. Oh, and she's non-binary. She's a non-binary indigenous person. I wonder if she got into college for free. What do you go by? It's Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai? Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like, probably three drinks. Three drinks and you're driving into oncoming traffic? Three drinks? Three handles? What's going on? I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. That's so good. The cop's like, cool, me too. Feel you on that. Any recent head trauma, traumatic brain injuries, anything I need to know about? Uh, Mental, yes. (laughs) She said, no, no traumatic brain injury, but I do have mental problems. Well, I'm glad she's admitting it. Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just, like, trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is one of, like, the friendliest videos of a cop I've ever seen. As an indigenous person and there's a bunch of going around, I'm sorry, but it's just for me to be on my toes. I get you. As an indigenous person, there's a bunch of stuff going around? I don't even under, can't even like think about what that means. Can you remind me 
remember that I told you that I'm non-binary. Yeah, I'll try my hardest. I'll refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. Perfect. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. Um, any physical injuries? Mental, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. Okay. Mental, PTSD, depression, anxiety. I get you. What else you want? Mental health. She says mental health would prevent her from walking in a straight line. PTSD, depression, and anxiety would prevent her from performing a sobriety test. Not the three drinks or three bottles of whatever you had. That wouldn't prevent you, of course. Now with your right foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Can you not call me ma'am, please? I'm trying my hardest. Okay, well. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so... Okay. It's kind of triggering. It's kind of triggering. I personally, I would be triggered if I saw you driving head-on to me on a highway. That would be triggering. Not being called man. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like... I apologize. Let's see if we can move Fine. forward from it. You have zero questions? But I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially uh, with generational trauma and PTSD around white people and cops. Generational trauma and PTSD surrounding white people and cops? She is pulling out every single buzzword and phrase in the book. She has not missed one. Like, I have to give you credit. You are pulling out so much BS. You haven't missed. You really haven't. I'm going to speak with you right over here, okay? No. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make Don't. it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No. Don't. You're, you're going to get a resistance. Dude. Dude? How, how do we know that this cop is a dude? Did you ask him? If he was a man, did you ask him his pronouns? Do you know if he has generational trauma and anxiety surrounding white people and non-binaries? You didn't ask, so don't assume. I... You're gonna get a I don't. Don't resist. Don't. Listen to me. Don't resist. Don't. You're being Come a here. white man and... And you're being a typical, liberal, college-indoctrinated, white, annoying woman. Come don't! I followed all of your shit. Like, I'm an indigenous person. Like, you guys. You guys are scaring me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yes, there is. It's called. This is a type of person that goes into like elementary ed, right, and starts telling young first, second, third graders that this is how you get out of things and you avoid responsibility for your actions. I think that she truly should have just gotten in the cop car. And instead of taking her to jail, they should have taken her immediately to a mental institution. I know that's a little long, but damn, that's a good fucking... It's a good example. I'm just saying. Um, that's our world right now. I get special treatment because I'm in the trans community. No. No, you don't. Um, I know we have this really bad... Um, justice system that's starting to really get on my fucking nerves with the uh we're special you're not special we 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 apply these laws we don't do the other laws because i'm a non-prog not mega 
but I'm a non-prog. So non-progs, you're going to get the full weight of the justice system while everybody else gets to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And that kind of sucks, bro. I'm just saying. It's not the way it works. It's not the way it's supposed to work, at least. But it is the way it's working. And that kind of sucks. So, all right. So we're going to take a quick, quick pause. And we're going to do a music review. Uh, I'm going to do some set of a woke section today. We'll man, do a little bit. We're going to do um, a uh, TikTok craziness. Uh, which, by the way, I don't. Rem- I, I handed my tick. T- I, I found out my TikTok problem. Which uh, I'll, I'll wait till I get the section. I realized what what was wrong. Um, so we're gonna go. I uh, play the bumper, and we're gonna come straight into Daughtry. Yeah, I know that's crazy. I don't do Daughtry. My wife voted for him. That's back when we watched uh, American Idol. But um, God damn, I, I've been watching all these review shows, and this came up and. I gotta admit, it's pretty good. Okay, let's do this thing. It's kind of cool CGI, and I did not expect this, because if you remember, it was pretty popish. But he found a scream in the guitars on this. Just really liked it. I don't like the like a naked man aspect. He might be having a big life. I'm pretty sure nobody really wants to see a man and just run off. Change those kids over there. Somebody look. But. Uncomfortable because he's naked most of the goddamn movie. I don't know why. He, no I don't understand. It's good to see where he's got a freaking crotch. I don't know. Maybe it fell.
solo, and they do it kind of like a, a false ending at the end of it. I was really surprised because I thought it would be cool that it's There's always that guy at the beach walking around in his fucking speedos. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. You're old. Deal with it. All right, the next one is, once again, Sleep Token. I know it's all, it's all the same, and this is kind of a long song, but I didn't really listen to the album. I picked out like four or five. And No, let's do this first. This is from my son, Zach. I want to do this. This is... Uh, he was into, I get, I guarantee he doesn't call it metalcore, but he was like screamo. And they listened to it and they said my music sucked and blah, 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 blah. And then I took him to a Lincoln Park concert and they thought I was cool. Um, well, because they didn't like Mudvayne and I did and I knew their songs. Um, I thought Mudvayne was awesome. That was like that was a good workout. You know, I go run into Mudvayne and Tool. You can put forty six and two, and uh, Stink Fist with uh, Sober, and you can get good splits because they're like seven minutes. So you know, pretty much that, and maybe one more song. You got a three mile run. Um, And this was one of his bands called Converge. I never heard of him. And we had sent him our sleep token and he sent back this song. And so this morning, you know, I listened to a little bit yesterday. I thought it was pretty cool. I like the guitars. It's pretty dark. Um, he was on to something. So I'm going to start introducing a few of their songs because I fucking like this. It's really long, so I won't play the whole thing because it's uh, nine minutes, I think. Yeah, nine minutes and 35. It's very dark. You see, uh, unfortunately, got my uh, mental status. Some days, fuck it. Put on your sad blanket or your sad sweater and say, fuck it. I don't know what just happened. Oh, I hit a button. Sorry. Let's do it again. I'm moving files. Sorry. It's really dark and the words are... Yeah, I don't know if I got the word version of this. It's this is some dark shit. Mm-hmm. 
When I see when I see me in your eyes, I want to go blind. When I build coffin words worlds with words, I just want a place to hide. When old ghosts meet me regret. There's some dark out here. That's fucking some cool ass. That's some cool ass lyrics right there. That this is what the first two sentences fucking hurt. Uh, just grabbed me. And then it was when old ghosts meet new regrets. My daylight fades to gray. When our days bring guilt and shame, my heart turns black. And it just kind of repeats. And uh, kind of, there's no real chorus to this you know uh these are my tombs painted black and blue these are my tombs painted for you these are my tombs painted black and blue painted for you good night good night dear good night goodbye this fucking shit is dark but i love it i love the lyrics play again oh is it this one kind of got these little low points and then it crescendos which is pretty fucking cool man
Okay, so I'm going to halt that one. It goes on, and it gets, it, it gets pretty, pretty fucking dark um, and, and loud and fucking awesome. I, I really like it. I, I'm starting to add just a few of their songs into my walk mix because um, it's just, um, wow, it's different, man. It, it is literally some different shit and uh i have uh thanked him for uh sharing it because you know we sent him some of our shit and uh yeah this was uh this is a welcome a welcome addition to my music now Okay, so now we're going to do the last one. Um, I know it's different. It's definitely not. Um, man, it's... There's no genre. This this Sleep Token is just the fucking greatest goddamn band ever. I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love this band. Every song. I just add a song a day to my walk mix, and I... I gotta admit, um, I am hooked like a teenager kind of fucks me up. fucking cool line. I forgot I was on video, but I was on my walk. Like fire, I'm a 
Just two days since the mainframe went down and I'm still messed up Room feels like a meat freezer, I dangle in like cold cuts Missed calls, answer phones from people I just don't trust Mirror talk, fake love, but I'll take a pound of your flesh before you take a piece of my paste White roses, black doves, got mother, rise up I need you to this see me different. for what I have we go back into another segue where it's just you know frick there's, there's just nothing like this you're not gonna find anything on the radio or on the Grammy Awards coming up that you just, just wow Isn't it the truth? If you heard the lyrics, we don't know what we got until we lose it. That is just like life. I just had a huge phone call with my buddy Todd from Oregon. And we have been friends since 1982. And he was, life sucks, all I do is work can't find anything positive, da-da-da-da, and I was, oh, my life sucks, bro, because literally, I, I, I mean, look at me, I, I'm sick, I don't have a job, I've lost everything, man, I had to sell shit, my house got struck by lightning twice, I mean, you, if you follow the show, you know, it's just a shit ton of bullshit, and I never thought this is how it was going to end out, I mean, I never thought I'd fucking cure cancer or be famous or go viral or because I don't really care about that shit but you know I never thought this was it but he thought it was cool that I was 
grounded and positive. And I think he's fucking amazing because the dude fucking has his own business and lives in a fucking mansion. I couldn't even afford the water bill. But we're never happy. We just generally covet other people. I mean, it's like you stare at the TV and for half the populace, it's like, oh, I want to be Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey or whatever the fuck. That's what I want to be. Even though there's so much in their lives you would not want. Like, you'd want to not be able to go get a gallon of milk without motherfuckers fucking with you. I mean, the dude's dating a girl and he can't even pump gas. That's pretty fucked up. So there's a bunch of shit there you don't want. You have to live as a brand. That would suck. So we covered that, and I guarantee deep down inside there's times these important people that everybody freaks out about wish they go back to just having a fucking normal life with the paycheck, but just a normal life. Not all the crazy that goes with it. And if you've ever lost anything, somebody that was important, that's the guilt attached with it. That's the feelings you have when they're gone. They, I didn't appreciate them enough. Sorry, it's super deep. And I, I know it's not age appropriate, but goddamn. His lyrics are just. That's enough. I'll stop. Um, well, I'll play the last section. Let's try to get the last section to play. Because it goes on, and I know you're for a politics show, and here I'm doing this geeky music thing. Um, it goes into this. Okay, this is the screen part. 
I think that's it. Yeah. It goes. So, um, man, I'm just telling you, if you want some new music, you want to try something out by taking back to just fucking buy the album. If you have Amazon, it's literally, I, I, you know, Amazon Music, I pay like nine bucks a month. Um, and I religiously listen to this band. I mean, they have three releases and I have not found a song I don't like. There, there's just no, there's, there's not a song I don't like. Um, they're just they're they're fucking amazing. Just fucking amazing. I just wow, wowzy wow, with periods of wow. So now that I've geeked it the f up, let's go into uh, inter, uh, insurrection. So you're gonna see a bumper, and then you're gonna see what it was like for pro Israel, and then you're gonna see what the fuck happened when these insurrectionists. Attack the DNC headquarters, surrounded buildings. Oh, fuck me. That's the insurrection, isn't it? I mean, don't we call those insurrectionists? The DNC building wasn't completely surrounded by protesters. 
David Weagle. I circled the building to check. There were protesters blocking each entrance, but the building wasn't completely surrounded. Like, no one was surrounding the walls, just the doors. Just racking up. Absolutely incredible. He clearly realized that make makes it worse. Oh, they weren't surrounding the building. They were only concentrating on large masses at the entrance. It is amazing how January 6th was covered. Terrible thing. Didn't support it. Thought it was wrong. And how everything since has. Just everything since is a totally different thing. We've had them take over buildings, invade people's rooms, break into Supreme Court, bang on shit, take over the Capitol. And now this. We have handled hundreds of peaceful protests but last night's group was not peaceful. The crowd failed to obey our lawful orders to move back from DNC where members of Congress were in the building. USP statement is unlawful demonstration outside the DNC. Last night, approximately 200 people gathered from the Democratic National Committee headquarters to protest the conflict in the Middle East. We had hundreds handed, handled hundreds of peaceful protests, but last night's group was not peaceful. The crowd failed to obey, blah, blah, blah. When the group moved dumpsters in front of the exits, pepper sprayed our officers in an attempt to pick up bike rack. Our team quickly introduced consequences, pulling people off the building, pushing them back, clearing them from the area so we could safely evacuate the members of staff. Six officers were injured. Minor cuts, pepper spray. And punched. Now, if one of them accidentally has a seizure and dies, I do not expect the media to say that he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher that didn't fucking exist. And then counting everybody who died of suicide as murders also. I don't think that's going to happen. 24-year-old Reuben Arthur Camacho, Woodburn, New York, was arrested for assault on police officer and officer witnessed Camacho slam another officer in the garage door and then punch the female officer in the face. The female! But yeah, it's everybody who's not for live birth abortion is a sexist. Last night, our team was quick, decisive, courageous control. We demonstrated across lines and illegal activity, blah, 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 blah. Wait, you mean you will not be attaining cell phone records to show where these insurrectionists were? You won't be arresting everyone that was just there? You won't be tracking down and raiding their homes? You won't be throwing them in prison with due process and sentencing them to long sentences? And this person goes on and just clicks off everything. Then the smart asses. That was at least as bad as Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Insurrection. Start sending subpoenas to Democrats. Time for a massive FBI task force. Let's get sedition hunters analyzing pictures of them. And they won't. And that's the point. They just won't. It won't be even... They'll be released. There'll be no charges. Just like George Floyd. We just kind of let it all go away. The side-by-side clip is just perfect. I mean, you have that, and the media didn't cover it. And now they're not covering it again. It's like it just doesn't exist. It's like it's not happening. Every time this happens, we ignore it. In there, you saw them take over the Bay Bridge. No media cover. None. Nobody fucking cared. Because they are just so into whatever the left's doing. And I understand... Nine times out of ten, and I'm going to piss some people off this statement, it's not even ideology. It's money. It's clicks. New York Times has changed everything they print. 
after Tom Cotton. They even fired the motherfucker for what the Democrats did in January, after January 6th, for no fucking reason other than a show of force and to, you know, continue the lie that there was an insurrection and it was crazy and people died and all that crap because they gained an upper hand. I mean, the, the Republicans or conservatives or non-progs could sit and keep saying, hey, you burned cities down, motherfuckers. And you stole election, which they did. I'm an independent. I'm not mega. There's no fucking way in hell that guy got 81 million votes. Nobody even wanted him. But they're broke. Arrest made in the death of a Jewish protester fell and hit his head. That's not even close. He was murdered. Actually, no one is arrested for a slip and fall. The man was struck by a counter-protester and died as a result of the injuries. Venturi County Medical Exam classified as a homicide. But that's CNN. They don't fucking care. The lefties. They don't want people to stop reading their shit. Andrew Solander... Capitol Police say six officers injured DNC protest, one arrest for assaulting an officer. Sorry, everything's out of fucking order. I just got shit. I didn't prepare for a podcast. Spokesman for one of the groups leading the protest said the violence was one-sided by the police. House Democrat told Axios, it scared me more than January 6th. All House office buildings locked down. No exit or entry due to pro-Palestinian demonstrations on Capitol Hill. Demonstrations no ent- entry or exit are permitted at this time. Breaking mayhem. Mayhem. Mike Collins, thank you for keeping Democrats safe from their own terrorist-loving supporters. God bless you, Mr. Collins. I don't know who you are, and I don't like Republicans, but God damn, you're right. You're just right. I could read you all sorts of stuff from Democrats saying, this shit's fucking out of control over a ceasefire, I mumble. Uh, this is now the new thing. Um, we are literally University of Pennsylvania, a series of posters mocking kidnapped Israels and comparing hostage victims to cows which sparred all over campus. We have no words regarding the cesspool of Jew hatred. Let's see the picture. I'm going to move it up. Oh, Jesus on a Judas priest. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty fucked up. Um, so, how did our media cover it? Well, you can expect they didn't. Police clash with protesters demanding a Gaza ceasefire outside the Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington. We were met with intense police brutality. Uh, a protest for peace descended into violence last night in Washington. Police used pepper spray on demonstrators outside the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. The organizers say they were there to demand a ceasefire in the war between Israel and Hamas. Demonstration was organized by a coalition of groups. Some protesters blame police, many wearing riot gear for the violence. I was shocked by 
by the police, by seeing police officers throw protesters over the railing, over stairs, by macing them and pepper spraying them. Tense moments in the nation's capital overnight. A protest over the war in the Middle East turning violent. Chaos in Washington. Get back! Protesters demanding a ceasefire, clashing with police. A wild scene on San Francisco's Bay Bridge. Dozens of anti-war protesters arrested after blocking traffic. And today we learned of an arrest in the death of a Jewish protester near Los Angeles as tensions rise from coast to coast. Here's Julia Ainsley. It was a shocking moment at a California protest last month. A Jewish man, Paul Kessler, lying on the ground, knocked down during what witnesses say was a physical altercation with a pro-Palestinian protester. Kessler later died. And tonight, police arresting Way Al-Naji, a computer science professor for involuntary manslaughter. And overnight, violence in Washington, pro-Palestinian demonstrators clashing with Capitol Police outside Democratic Party headquarters. Officials say officers suffered minor injuries, including from being pepper sprayed and punched. All of it as tensions are boiling over on college campuses, too. At Cooper Union, Jewish students huddling in a library as protesters pound on the door. This week, the FBI director warning anti-Semitism in the U.S. is soaring since the Hamas terror attacks. The biggest chunk of the threats that have been uh, reported into us uh, by a good margin are threats to the Jewish community. At the University of Connecticut, Jewish students tell us they have seen anti-Semitic flyers, which administrators took down. Jewish student groups now training students for extra security. What do you think people should know about what it's like to be a Jewish college student in America right now? It's scary. Um, you know, it's very hard. I think Yana Tartakovsky is a junior. Um, I hide my Star of David just because, um, you know, I feel more secure that way. While members of... It's just night and day, man. Here's a Alyssa Milano, and and the, I think this literally kind of covers it up. I think it's this. Uh, oh fuck! Why does it do that? Hold on. It's been a weird thing lately. I got this. It it literally like dumps. Um, I got. I'm clicking to go to something, but it it decides to go elsewhere. And I don't know why it's doing it. Just for Twitter. I have something to say. It's going to be uh, offend some people. It's okay with that. Let's all get uncomfortable and then let's grow. If you're still reading, please, good read to the end. I know many people who attend a Israel Solidarity March today. They all spoke of beautifully community pride and feeling safe and seen. This makes me so happy because many friends have been terrified by the rise of anti-Semitism. And I see you always. It is terrifying and I'm constantly learning. And then I sent you for the march. I couldn't believe that I was seeing when one of the speakers spoke of peace, people chanted, no ceasefire. What? It made me so sad. No ceasefire. No ceasefire. What we become is chanting against the peace when a child is dying every 10 minutes. Do you have proof of that? Or is that just Palestinian side? Mm, I'm sure this did not sound very good. I'm hungry, so I fucked up and forgot I was taping. Um, mm, where the hell did I put that?
this is straight up propaganda. Think what it's like to be a Jewish citizen right now, knowing that many people died and you're back in your home. Imagine smelling burning flesh, the dust coating your lungs, the taste of blood in the back of your throat, hearing the screams and feeling the vibrations of bombs dropping, sleep deprivation, anxiety, trauma. Can't even imagine that. No ceasefire. We need a radical peace movement. What part will you play? What will you model for your children? What kind of world do you want? Please be responsible with your words and actions and what you post on social media. I beg of you. Now, once again, you can have that opinion. But for the love of fucking crack, You're saying from the river to the sea. That means all the Jews are gone. And it doesn't mean they just move. Anybody who's educated on this knows this is a fucking soup witch. Neither side's right. But when you live and put stuff with civilians, people are going to die. That's what they're doing. When you dig tunnels and you deprive your people of food, medicine, clothing, gas, power, that's all on them. Israel does not run the West Bank. They haven't. You people don't know that because you're reading cue cards. You're being told what to think, what to say, what to espouse, because you're a liberal. That's what you people do. The right's no different. They're just not as organized as you guys. I don't know what website you have because I knew there was one on Obama, but you got a morning talking point everybody's on the same sheet it's very impressive very fucking impressive but to say that oh they're just supposed to let it go that you killed all these people fuck to the no and the problem is it's even happening trudeau and that rhyme and thanks for joining us. The Prime Minister's night out at a secret Vancouver cocktail lounge was not so secret. Angry protesters surrounded the bar shouting and jeering at Trudeau, triggering a huge police response that ended in arrests. And that wasn't the only confrontation. CTV's Michelle Bernaro has more on what happened. With some 250 protesters outside this bar in Chinatown and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau inside, 100 officers quickly responded. The actions of demonstrators worrisome, say police. We believe the protesters took some um, specific, uh, specific actions that caused us concerns. Uh, things like moving barricades uh, to, the, um, uh, to block a part of the lane that would have blocked vehicle access. Police say as they tried to disperse the protesters. Hmm. He's pretty um pretty liberal. I haven't heard him say a whole lot about fuck the Palestinians. American first patriot. Gaza genocide is worse than the Holocaust. Really? You, you, you want to go with that? Because, um, yeah. Part media's, I could play a soundbite where ABC and CBS literally say, Biden's a piece of shit for calling Z a dictator. Because they're, you know, they're, they're about this collectivism. It's what they do. They're cool with it. 
It's fucking scary to me. And the thing is, and I'm tying it in because this is what we live in now. We have a different world. It's not the same world we all lived in previously. No charges for Hunter Biden. Breaking tonight, President Biden and his staff will not face legal charges for mishandling classified documents. Learning that today, Fox News chief legal correspondent, anchor of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream, joins us with an explanation. Good evening, Shannon. Uh, What do we know about the likelihood the president will not actually face any legal liability over those documents found in his office in D.C. and his home in Delaware? Yes, so Brett, while there are reports that the president isn't expected to face charges in connection with those documents. Sorry, I fucked that up. It's about Biden. Trump still, you know, he's fucked. Good luck, pal. Good fucking luck. This is the New York Times. Anna Boyer. I have resigned as poetry editor of the New York Times Magazine. The Israeli state U.S.-backed war against the people of Gaza is not a war for anyone. There's no safety in it from it, nor not from Israel, not from the United States or Europe, and especially not for the many Jewish people slandered by those who claim falsely to fight in their names. Its only profit is a deadly profit of oil interest and weapon manufacturers. Jesus Christ, this woman's coming out of Code Pink. The world that futures our hearts, everything grows smaller and harder from it. There's not only a war of missiles and land invasion. It is an ongoing day devastation of the people of Palestine because of status quo and self expression sometimes all artists have left it to refuse so i refuse i won't write about poetry alongside reasonable tones of those who aim to acclimatize us to unreasonable suffering she quit yeah hmm so staying on this theme here is that gay person who literally says American flags are racist and she has a hard time seeing a truck because of Trump. A truck truck with American flags because of Trump. Back to this point about, you know, the GDP. I mean, I can't think of an election anywhere in America where somebody goes to the polls because they said, you know what, I'm going to vote for this guy because the GDP looks so good. Americans understand that. Republicans understand that. Or they wouldn't be throwing red meat to their base. Right. Why mm. don't Democrats understand that? They're starting to. And I think I have to say, too, that I think in our business, by that I mean journalism, politics, I think that too often cynicism gets mistaken for sophistication. And there is just this sense of, to your point, Joe, well, nobody's going to go to the polls for democracy. Nobody really cares if women don't have the right uh, to decide what happens to their own bodies. Well, it turns out that Americans aren't as cynical as the rest of us, at least a majority of them. And that is why they're voting, because they do see Donald Trump, I believe, for who he is. They do see fascism. They are concerned about it. They want to have a better future for their children. My goddaughter is six years old and has fewer rights than I had 30 years ago. (laughs) So... I think that is actually what is motivating people. People still want America to succeed as a pluralistic, multiracial democracy. 
That is, for I think the majority of voters, still the vision that animates. It's still inspiring. And I don't know that anywhere in the world has, has necessarily uh, a more beautiful vision, though we haven't gotten there. Right. And why, why Democrats can't tell that story consistently is, I think, a constant frustration. I mean, there's a lot to be uh, proud of. There's a lot to be concerned about. Right. But find out kind of what hits the heart. And that's what will get people to the polls. I, I, I love what you just said, because I think Democrats win. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, yeah. That's about on track. That's that's what we do. This is how we roll. And because things aren't going good for Biden, our last little bite before we get into some really seriously bad fucking shit. <sighs> Jonathan Carl Mitzi wrote a book about Trump to affect the 2024 election. Scarborough says Biden's a brain surgeon. We're lucky to have him. And more Trump fiery rhetoric, Nazi, Hitler. The specter of him, whether it had been either impeachment or just if Kevin McCarthy hadn't gone down there and kissed the ring. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that. First of all, it's important to remember... Less than a year ago, he was trailing Ron DeSantis in polls, in one Wall Street Journal poll in December by 20 points or so. It was flipped just a year yes. ago. Yes, so, so it, it wasn't a total, but, but I think part of what's happened is people look back, there's, there's anxiety in the country, uh, people have economic anxiety, there's discontent with Joe Biden, and I think there's some superficially a sense of like, uh, look, if we can only go back to four years ago, the world was relatively at peace, inflation was low, everything was, was I think there's some of that, and that's why I wrote this book, because if people are going to go into this next election thinking about that, they also need to be thinking not just about what Trump was, but what he is now and what he is proposing and planning to do. At least we're at the starting point of rebuilding this relationship. Elise, three, three, three words stuck out to me uh, yesterday when she called Joe Biden my old friend. You look at what's happening in Israel. And Biden may have to move another one of his old friends <laughs> off the stage, work with Israelis. But, I, you know, I, I've said this for quite some time. I'm so sick and tired of, of, of people talking about uh, we want an outsider to, to run the most important country in the world and the most complicated governmental bureaucracy. We want rock. We want Trump. We want these people who just, again, have no idea. No, no, no. If I'm getting brain surgery, I don't want a guy who's good in action movies. I want a guy who's the best brain surgeon and who's done it a thousand times. And this is, this is where we see as far as foreign policy goes. There's so many flashpoints that are happening right now. Ruth, we've seen him and heard him previously mimic other Nazi propaganda. He previously referred to undocumented immigrants as poisoning the blood of our country. And my team and I ran a very preliminary search, and we could not find in the last several years he's been on a national stage, Mr. Trump using that kind of language before. Is this a hardening and a ramping up of that language, and why do you think we're seeing that now? Yeah, so... So he is, as I said, there's a two-part thing that authoritarians do. First, they change the view of violence. 
And Mr. Trump, since 2015, he started saying at his rallies, using his rallies and campaign events for uh, radicalizing people. And he started saying, oh, in the old days, you used to hurt people. You know, the problem is Americans don't hurt each other anymore. So now he's going into a new phase of uh, openly dehumanizing his targets. All right. Start the next section with a great tweet by uh, Megyn Kelly. To the parents of all those losers suddenly persuaded by the deranged music of a man who murdered 3K American innocents, you failed. You were like, likely boozing, marching for some L-wing cause, and are simply ignoring your kids. You failed to teach wrong from right, a proper moral code, a love of country, perspective, American role in the world, because you failed. My kids and others are going to have to grow up battling these assholes of the future United States. I have every confidence they can do it, but I resent and judge you, resent and judge you for making it necessary as opposed to fostering a life in which they can focus solely on growth, joy, love, family, hard work, and creation. No point getting bogged down in it, however. Trust me when I tell you that the majority of Americans, this generation and the next, will fight and defeat the pernicious lunacy you unleashed. I, I, I can't even... I can't, as a person who fought in the war and lost dozens of friends, um, I, I just can't believe this was a thing. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read A Letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same I will never I please read it and if you have read it let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment because in the last 20 minutes my entire viewpoint on the entire life I have believed and I have lived has changed please read that entire letter I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read A Letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think. Because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read A Letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while. And while I can't say that I'm that surprised, I am pretty shocked. So go read it and tell me what you think because I really also need to talk to other people about this. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So this is fucking insane. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which I will be going through right here, but it's actually so 
mind fucking to me that terrorism has been sold as this idea to the American people and honestly just so many Western inhabitants within certain nations that this group of people, this random group of people just suddenly wakes up one day and just fucking hates you, just wants you dead, wants you gone. And this is all because they believe that they're better than us. Like that is the root of terrorism. It doesn't make sense. They just hate your fucking nation. But reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people were all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. My voice just wants to leave. In majority of these situations, and this letter was insanely eye-opening. I really urge everybody to Google and read it. Because I thought that I had quite a lot of media literacy, but this takes it to a whole nother fucking level where I was just like, holy shit, like propaganda is genuinely so deeply embedded into our fucking DNA. Read a letter to America, you're probably waking up, you probably have a lot of questions, welcome to the club. But we don't have a lot of time to sit and talk about everything because there's still so many puzzle pieces that we just do not know about. Go read a letter to America. Like seriously, go read it. Type a letter to America in Google or whatever you use, then come right back. Because this makes a lot more sense. It explains so much. And I guarantee you, it's going to blow your mind. And let's talk about it. So go read it. Come back. Whew, it's a lot. It's a lot. Life does not... I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. Hey, 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 hey. Are you even paying attention to me right now? Back now with our play of the day, a life-saving connection made on TikTok. Lara has the story. It was this satirical post that Katie Hallam put up on TikTok that changed her life. You have something I want. What she wanted was a kidney. If you need an organ transplant like me. Katie posting her medical challenge on social media. Savannah starts nursing school in January while Katie finishes senior year and works as a reporter for the local radio station. She says she is so grateful to be alive. Thanks to TikTok, everyone. Yeah, I know. And as we just heard from our CEO Hong, at Hong Kong Disneyland celebrating World of Frozen ahead of next week's official opening day for, for their innovative new land. Maggie really is in Hong Kong with a first look. Good morning, Maggie. Hey guys, good morning. Although this morning we're saying good morning, Arendelle. You know, Imagineers here tell us that the hardest part about getting frozen just. Now, I want to make sure we understand that right now in our country, they're controlling everything. And the last thing was ABC omits TikTok boosting Osama, Tout's app, and News Disney Park in China. That's, that's what they talked about. There's this one, which I can't read. 
can pretty safely state that Bin Laden and I did not uh, agree on much, but blowing up the World Trade Center is probably the most principled and defensible thing he ever did. White girl problems. I'm reading, I think, is this letter to America Land. I really given me a more faceted view about Osama Bin Laden. I mean, not only was he a tyrannical, psychopathic, mass murdering terrorist, but he also a really bad writer, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, because they, they thought it was great. Novelist that wrote that was Gretchen Felker Martin. It was great. Yashir Ali. Uh, Ali. The letter Yasher is talking about here is attributed to Osama Bin Laden and is a masterpiece of political propaganda, maybe the best example of propaganda I've ever seen. But normals, and I'm not even going to read all this stuff. I can't read it. I, I just can't read it. I can't. I just can't. I can't on all of this. I cannot. I, 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 I just can't believe people. That's what they see. That's what they think. You know, I've said it. I've said it a lot on the show. Um, I thought it was all bullshit. I wasn't a lib, but I just, you know, worldwide terrorist organization all out to get us, yada, 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 whatever. Um, I knew about OBL, but I, I, I didn't think it was a thing. And then I did Operation Anaconda. That changed any view I had of things because we found people with American driver's license. We found people with fucking Pakistani. Motherfuckers lived. Once again, Oregon. Beaverton, Oregon, Nike bag. My fucking hometown. I found it in the Shilly Cot Valley. Full of blasting caps and prayer beads. So it wasn't a handout. There was California guys, Oregon guys. We killed a lot of motherfuckers that were, they were had been in America. And now they were over in Afghanistan trying to kill Americans. That's what their deal was. And then we meet the guys. And, you know, we, we got some high value targets and secured them for the SF guys. And I was like, wow, that motherfucker's a bad dude. The way he looked at us was in a way that I didn't even look at the guys that were shooting at me because in the beginning, it was just training, you know? Everything was training. I just did things that I was trained to do, and we all did. It was just training. We've been trained, muscle memory. You just go and do what you're supposed to fucking do. Um, But it was real. There was a group. There was this huge organization that hated America. And we get in this Hamas shit. And yeah, it's sad seeing people die. I'm not saying it's cool, but... What would America do? Seriously, think about it. What would we do? What would Obama do? I mean, folks, Obama nuked most of Pakistan. Just that's just a fact. That's not a me subjectively saying anything. That 
That's what happened. We took out, we did the bunny and did the whole fucking village from Platoon. And we're talking, a lot of people died. I had no problem with it. I didn't like the hypocrisy of it. I thought it was pretty hypocritical because he was anti-war. But then he is literally prosecuting a whole new war. And it was ISIL. And, I mean... What is wrong with people? How do you get so tied up that America's bad? And, and the thing that makes it worse, because I know I'm babbling, I'm not making any sense, because this one just, I got to be quite honest, it blew my fucking head. I was like, what the fuck is that? We got motherfuckers out here rooting for Osama bin Laden because America's so bad? Well, how was America so bad? When... You're in charge of America. You guys have been in charge for a really long time. It's kind of like talking about um, the whole fucking, um, my brain's locked, sorry. The whole uh, Israeli thing. It, It doesn't make any sense to me because... Israel's not in charge. But you don't know that because you're just reading the cue card. You haven't realized that Israel's not in charge and your party's in charge. You guys are running shit. You are in charge all through Trump, you are in charge now. You just, you're always in charge. So if America sucks, that's because your party sucks. But you don't see that. You just see it as America's so bad and horrible and fuck this country. I mean, I don't know if it's because you don't like your life. Hey, I don't like my life, but it's not the country's fault. It's kind of my skin, my fault, you know, my, my skin's in the match and I am not doing well. These are my failures. They're not anybody else's failures. But you guys can't see that because you haven't thought for yourself in a really long time, you're just doing what you're told and reciting talking points that, you know, I, I just wish some people would learn to start thinking for themselves. I mean, we're, we're in a really important part in our country where everything's pretty fucking in flux and we either start correcting some things or we're screwed and we have two party system that right now is like super fucking broke we're not fixing anything we haven't fixed anything in my lifetime and if we don't we're going to be fucked so saying America sucks and Osama Bin Laden is great isn't fucking helping anything. If you think it's helping something, you're, you're on crack. 
You are actually facilitating what people that will chop your head off. Last point, then I'll stop babbling because I'm just having a hard time articulating. This thing got me. This got me. I've been pissed for three days about this. They will murder all of you. They will murder gay, lesbian, trans, women. They will burke your ass and shove dick in you. I'm going to be gross. That's just what they're going to do. They don't give a fuck about you. They will rape you. They will abuse you. You will become a bitch. That's what they do to women. It's not by happenstance. They don't have a driver's license. You see women walk around totally covered. They are slaves. And it's mostly white liberals that are into this fucking shit. White female liberals. Somehow you've gotten this idea, American blows ass, and the way to fix it is to what? I don't know. I don't see your plan, because the plan isn't America sucks. The plan is America's fixed a lot of shit, and we have stuff to fix, but saying Osama bin Laden's a great guy and terrorists were right, probably not fixing anything, and if you think we're bad, just just, just listen to what I just said. A steady current of rape. That's what your life's going to be. A lot of rape. They are down with rape. They don't give a fuck about anything. They throw gay people off fucking roofs. There is no transgender. You don't have pronouns. All that shit's out the fucking window. And it'll be the first time in your life, just like the people you're rooting against, the the Israelis, you'll want a gun. Just saying. That's something you're going to want. You're going to be like, yeah, I kind of wish I had a gun. Because you can't fight your way out of this. These are murdering pieces of shit. They somehow have in their brain housing group that the best way to do things is to get murdered or blow themselves up while killing a bunch of people, the infidels, and then somehow, some way, they get to go to heaven. It's what Ben Shapiro says it the best of anybody. In the end, they value death, not life. So I'm going to stop babbling. We're going to go into a quick woke. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. And tell us about the situation in Missouri, which is where you are now. It's important to note that um, almost immediately after this Dobbs decision came down last year that Missouri essentially made it illegal to get an abortion in the exception. The only exception was a medical emergency. And so providers tell me that, um, you know, they saw the number of people getting vasectomies um, rise as much as 100 percent last year. You know, for instance, a perfect example would be um, Planned Parenthood held a three-day vasectomy clinic in three different cities across the state of Missouri um, that was open to 100 people. 100 people signed up, 91 of them, I'm told, actually followed through and got the procedure. So they say that the need is exponential, but not just in Missouri. It's We're, we're talking about states surrounding Missouri and part, other parts of the country. Um, 
I spoke to a doctor, Dr. Escar Karen, also known as Dr. G, who has a mobile clinic in Iowa. He came from Iowa to St. Louis to help with the um, with vasectomy patients last week. And he tells me even in his state where he is with his mobile clinic, he drives all over the state in order to bring access to people not only looking for the procedure in his state, but people coming from out of state to get it as well. So normally I was doing uh, not that many, 40, 45 vasectomies uh, in a month. And then within the first 48 hours, 20 people signed up. And we saw a, a bump of 100% in the number of vasectomies that we did in July of 2022. I'm Jack. My pronouns are they, them. And I identify as trans and non-binary. Here are three things you can do to support trans children in your school. Number one, be a visible trans ally. There are lots of ways to do this, from having trans-inclusive flags in your classroom to having trans-inclusive storybooks on your bookshelves. Number two, stop unnecessarily gendering things in your school. This ranges from easy changes, like not grouping children into boys and girls, to not having gendered uniforms. Consider how excluded trans and especially non-binary children and staff may feel about gendered spaces and policies. And number three, teach children about pronouns, what they are, how we use them, and why they're important. This allows trans people to not be singled out for their pronouns and instead makes pronouns part of the norm. That's our tax money just going out the fucking window with just craziness and vasectomies and Jesus fucking Christ, these people, man. And then that, Jack, uh, LGBTQ educator organizers encourage teachers to trans activists to class by using pronouns or moving gender language. So tell me it's not a cult. That's a school with a Palestinian flag. I just want to put it in that section. That's kind of fucked up. SEAL, Navy SEAL under investigation after protesting the trans agenda. It seems like he just spoke at a, a student thing and now he's getting nuked. But it, the inverse would not happen. Like you can dog Trump. Push trans stuff in uniform. You can't do it the other way. Um, yeah, that's not the way it works. And we wonder why we're fucked up. Now, NSA doc reveals woke glossary promote race theory and gender ideology. But must remember, once again, this is not being pushed. Oil field rando. This is a pretty good uh, little soundbite here. Um, kind of. Or thread, excuse me. One of the most fascinating aspects of the woke era is a radicalization of affluent white female liberals. I don't know. I think the suffrage movement here in the States was where the radicalization really began. Remember that time they got alcohol banned? It makes you think. It is. It is just like this huge thing that affluent white women can are they're the wokesters um it's uh pretty fucking amazing they're the ones pushing all this shit they're the ones coming up with the crazy new stuff i mean black people gay people they're not coming up with this shit it's wokesters it's white liberals Another interesting thread, and I'll make it bigger because it's probably not big enough to read in case you want to read it. 
although most of you listen. About a year ago, I started watching Libs of TikTok videos while on mute. I found that their body language and mannerisms would tell a deeper story than a rhetoric they were espousing, and I was troubled by my revelations of these individuals. If you're not familiar with the account Libs of TikTok, blah, 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 blah. Like most people, when you hear some pink-haired girl talking about how they identify as a dragon, it makes you roll your eyes, but I wanted not to focus on the words. Instead, look at what their body is telling me. It's a typical pattern that I recognize that we're often alone. They had trouble making eye contact with the camera. We're under the age of 26, would have very blank expressions in their face, even if the words are describing the pride of happiness. For most, many of these people, as many as they talk about community, their facial expressions would often show signs of physical isolation, loneliness, fatigue. Over time, you would end up seeing the same people and witness the progression of their physical deterioration. I've had my moments in my life of being isolated and struggling with loneliness, so maybe I sense it because that others can, but I emphasize their struggle because of it. When attempting to watch their rhetoric at the body language and facial expressions, it was always a mismatch. The best way to compare it would be if you see someone who clearly sad, but when you ask them how they're doing, they say, fine, you know, it's a lie. Your instinct as a human being knows that they're lying to you because of how they're carrying themselves and the mannerisms of their body. I get the sense that these young people are lost and they're attempting to have ideology be their compass to finding camaraderie with others. The words they use are strong, but their face says they're not confident or sure about what they're saying from the script. It is incredibly apropos. It is the common thread. It is what, and I'm going to get knocked by people for saying this, it's how you get suicide bombers. Lonely, angry, feel like they've been left behind. You give them a focus, a new direction in their life to make them feel good about themselves. And then you say to them, you are going to change things. And the way you're going to change things is you're going to fucking blow up stuff. And they believe it. So then they go and do it. That's what we have right now. That's, that's what we have. But it's the lefties. It's the trans people. They're lonely. They don't feel good. They don't feel good about themselves. They lack self-confidence. They're not having any love given back to them by the opposite sex or the same sex if they're gay and they know they can get attention, they can get power, they can ruin people and they take their sad life out on other people. And that's how we get here. We have a lost generation of people that live in a digital world and when they don't get likes or kickback they feel like garbage we've all been there we've all written something that we thought hey this is awesome man I am on to something and nobody reads it I can honestly say I sent a very nice note to a young girl the other day, platonically, just, hey, thanks for the smile. 
And as embarrassing as it is, I sent <laughs> Matt, you better not tell anybody, uh, Brittany Daniels a letter. Just a quick little letter saying, thank you for the smiles. I've had bad periods of my life. I've been down. I wasn't happy. But you were my Hollywood crush. And you gave me a bunch of smiles when I felt less than. Because now I'm in a relationship with both of us are not happy and you can't have intimacy. And she's she's went through a lot with me being gone. So she is just hard. And I get periods of affection, but not where I feel I need it. And so sometimes I will look and watch Joe Dirt the 45th time just to get a smile on my face. It's pathetic. Like I say, it isn't. And neither one of them responded, of course. I'm an old guy. I got it. And that kind of first second goes, damn, I thought at least go thank you. That's all I was looking for. You know, I didn't want anything other than that. I'm a married man. I'm happily married. Well, not happily, but I'm, I'm married, you know. Um, so we all get that rejection. And now you have this just huge focus of pushing down. Well, when you don't feel good, change and we'll love you. You'll get our attention. And then you get that power online. Hey, they didn't use my pronoun. I can go viral. I wasn't, I was mispronoun. You motherfuckers. They're sad. They're lonely. They have mental illness. I'm the first to say I suffer from depression. My life has sucked for so long. I don't remember the last time it didn't suck. And I'm doing telemed. Signed up for it three days ago, waiting for the appointment. And I'm just going to talk about shit. Am I suicidal? No. But it'll feel good to talk about it. Because when you're with your spouse, you can't talk about stuff. You can't say, yeah, sometimes I don't feel loved. You can't say those words because then they're just going to, oh, well, you're full of shit or they're going to get upset. You know, you just there's just things inside you you can't speak about. Just to the people you're with, it, it literally is better to talk to a total stranger and just get it out. And through this course of being sick and not having a focus and watching my body get destroyed and then feeling like garbage and losing my biggest addiction, which is food, that's tough to go through because love food, can't eat it. Getting old, looking in a mirror and seeing something that isn't me. This is what I look like when I shaved my beard off. I was like, who the fuck is that? That's my grandpa. Because I'm old and it just didn't hit me. You, you, you have that internal thing that we're just young, invincible. I thought I was invincible for most of my life. I was in the military. I was supposed to be a badass. So you think you're invincible. And then you take that uniform off. Oh, no, I'm not invincible. I'm just a dude. I'm just a person. And you start getting old and you start getting unhappy. And you go through these steps. And for me, it's just normal life. We now have kids that are going through that part in puberty. And not only do they have to do that in their day-to-day human interactions, they have to do it on a digital platform, which in some cases is more important than anything else. And we're failing them. We're not helping them. And so they turn to a cult. And the cult is trans ideology. He is a great thread, and that's why I covered it. 
I know I've said it before on the show and it gets annoying, but you watch that. They are incredibly sad people. They got nothing. And this doesn't fill the void. It doesn't fill it. Because initially, oh yeah, welcome to the party. But that's it. And even if they bring you to the party and they're nice to you and you hang out with new people, you're now hanging out with a bunch of people that are also unfucking happy And being that now I have been a empty cup for two years, when friends do call and I do talk to them, I always apologize for times I didn't pick up that goddamn phone because I was so negative. I didn't want to bring you down with me, brah. And sadly, they all understand because they're going through the same shit and we're adults. So it's sad. Anyway, last little segment and we're going to close this thing out with two things that just broke my fucking heart sound of freedom i'm not you know i was gonna play the trailer but we did it before i bought it i watched it it'll break your fucking heart but this is all you can find online sound of freedom wants to raise awareness about child trafficking here's what it's really doing is it a culture war Sound of Freedom misleads audience about the horrible reality of human trafficking. Contrary to what it's shown in Jim Cavenza's movie, most child trafficking victims know and trust their traffickers. That's what they came up with. Not that, holy fucking shit, we have this many people. First one was the Vox. USA Today was this one. Then you have Vanity Fair. The controversial film. It is a amazing film. Amazing. So, to This Is America, we're going to have two sound bites. Sound bite number one is about a Nebraska teen murdering her baby. Sound bite number two is Matto with uh, that piece of shit and talking about only they can call people fascists. This is America. Another crime news this morning. A 16-year-old in Gordon, Nebraska, is charged for alleged murder. Authorities responded to the home after a report of a teen who gave birth and the baby wasn't breathing. When an officer arrived, the teen's mother was yelling she hurt him. Officials say the newborn newborn's throat had been cut and there were several stab wounds. She's being held without bond until her next court date. He must think that that's a good thing for him and his campaign. And my, my question to you is, from what you've learned about studying fascist movements and fascist movements in America, is given that fascism is essentially an attractively lazy political tool, why do you think it has so many people on the right in America right now interested in it? Well, I think that he's inviting us to call him a fascist and he's doing these things so that... I so mean, I just he, played into his hand, is what you're saying? Well, I am too. I mean, the thing, you can't ignore it, right? You don't have a choice. He is yanking our chain. He does want to be talked about in these terms. But it's also, it's important that you pointed out that he, in that speech, also called his critics fascists. He wants fascists just to become a random political epithet, just an insult that everybody uses that means nothing. In the same way that he took fake fake news was a thing, but then he decided all news is fake news. 
And now fake news is just this term that means nothing. Well, because there can be no uh, authority other than the authoritarian, and so no one can label him with anything, including something as accurate as fascist, so that all ha meaning has to be undermined. That's what George yes. Orwell talks about. There, there can be no meaning to anything other than what the state says the meaning is. That's exactly right. So okay. he's sapping those words of their meaning, so we can't... So I got the old headphones, the earbud died. Um, that story is just horrible. The, the Maddow stuff we expect, but... Uh, It turned into a Reddit thread that they literally said, if we had better abortion coverage, this wouldn't have happened. It became a way to defend a person that murdered a baby. And, and once again, if you stumbled on the show, I think abortion's abhorrent, but I don't give a fuck. That's up to you. That's that's you. That's your life. I think we should have restrictions. I think, don't think you should have somebody born and then kill them. 100%, I don't think that's cool. But I don't think it should be outlawed. Everybody around me does. All the women I know do. So, that story kind of surmises with the pullover. This is the way these people think. They can do whatever they want. And guess what? They can. They can do insurrections. Nobody cares. They can do this. They can do that. They can do everything. It's all good. Nobody nobody cares. It, it's uh, all good. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Show us family friends. Go to Flyover Politics with K on SoundCloud, Rumble 482467, and gmail.com for any comments like I got this week about my beanie. I like my beanie. Um, Wednesday, 22... November, year of our Lord, 2023. We're going to do a uh, prior to Thanksgiving podcast. Till then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yes. And I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you have family coming over. Uh, I know I get the son over, which I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. And I'll say a prayer for my daughter who hates me um, and hope they have a good Thanksgiving. As always, thanks for listening. You take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.